This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Thank you. Let's sit. Let's not waste any time. Let's not waste any time. My head's too big to begin with. <laughs> by show of hands, by show of hands, how many people in this audience don't know that much about me or my spiel? Raise them, be honest. See? So let's calm down and let's fucking focus. several things that I want to address, I want to attack in this conversation, and the biggest one has to do with the practicality of you even being here, right? I really want to focus on this first. To me, I'm obsessed with the notion of reverse engineering an audience and then deploying it against my current thesis of business opportunity, right? And business opportunity, and I'll get into this in a little bit for a lot of you that raised your hands, Very basically, I think that I day trade attention. I think what I've done really well for the last 20 years is I've understood where people are actually spending their time and then figuring out how to deploy information to them that then leads to whatever I'm trying to achieve, whether that's to raise money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, because my brother has it, whether it's to sell wine, whether it's to sell a book, whether it's to whatever it may be, you know, shit on Patriot fans, because I hate their fucking faces. (laughs) So, whatever it is that I'm focused on of the moment, I think the one thing that combines every person in this room, the one thing that we are all aligned with, the one thing that everybody on YouTube right there is watching right now is aligned with, is that everybody here has to find the attention before they tell me how great their product or service is. Before you can sell me on anything, you need to actually have me pay attention. And my great belief is that all the opportunity for whatever you're trying to achieve, for whatever reason you are here, It is about attention arbitrage. It is about understanding where the consumer is today and then understanding how to speak and communicate within that. If you take a step back, that place is here. If you are not unbelievably phenomenal at understanding this device, and more importantly, the 50% of time that is spent on this device on social networks, I need everybody to understand, I think we can all ground, whether you're a 14-year-old teenage girl or you're 87-year-old white dude, this thing is now clearly obvious to you that this has the attention of the end consumer. You may be upset about it, you may judge society for spending too much time on it, but making business decisions based on your romantic point of view of how the world should be is the quickest way to go out of business. And so I really, really, really need everybody to wrap their head around this. If anything, besides a couple of the bigger issues that I want you to get out of this, if anything, from a practical standpoint, from a practical standpoint, if you leave this talk with anything else, tomorrow you need to start becoming a practitioner of how to communicate on the 11 to 12 apps that take up people's time on this device or recognize that on an everyday basis you are becoming more irrelevant 
and converting less in the things that you're focused on, including things that are modern, like SEO and SEM and laptop landing page dynamics. I mean, this is a totally different world of conversion if you're that technical than actually a desktop where some of you maybe have had arbitrages of SEO or SEM. Like to me, it's unbelievable that there's so many people here that don't run Google AdWords yet, yet I already feel like that's a frontier long ago. And in that is everything. But let's go back to my opening line. I'm curious why people are here because if you're gonna go to a conference and spend your time and consume content, it means that you're trying to unlock something. Maybe you're trying to get motivated, maybe you're looking for a tactic. And so I spent a lot of time on the flight out here this morning focusing on, okay, what can I do, what can I focus on, what can bring the most value to the thousands instead of the specific needs that everybody wants. And the one thing for me that I'm really focused on these days is fear and excuses, right? If you asked me why you're sitting here, you're in the business of some version of fear and excuses. Not 100%, I have no interest, I don't wanna razz, I'm not, I, don't, I don't look down at that, I'm just curious. I'm just curious because I think there's super important unlocks there. And what's super interesting to me, and this is fucking some left field shit, so stick with me for a second. But what's interesting about fear and excuses is if you reverse engineer them backward to the seed of where it's coming from, it means that every person, let me phrase, it means that a stunning majority of the people in this audience are actually tied up in caring about somebody else's point of view on them and I'm really fascinated by that. I would argue that well more than 50% of the people in this audience are here today because they worry about the way they would be judged by one and or two family members in their inner seven, eight people circle. And to me, that is the most fascinating thing that's happening as I'm going through my journey, which is, oh shit, the reason I am capable and, and have the luxury of standing up here is that my parents parented me in a way that gave me so much self-esteem while respect. It's a very fine balance. I don't stand up here not giving a shit about what people think about me. It's just that I care just a little more about what I think about myself than everybody else combined. And I just think a lot of people are crippled by going on the offense because we are sold defense. We are soul defense, we just are. And I think that a lot of people are sitting here for another reason than those two, fear, judgment of others. And this one's I'm obsessed with if you're following me. And I just think most of you lack patience. I think that patience has been the disproportionate component of my success. I think me taking a step back and spending my entire 20s and early 30s to build my dad's business for him for him, I own 0% of Wine Library. Ever, you know, people love to razz me like, Daddy gave you a liquor store. Not true. I built my dad's store for him, left at 34, paying myself less than $100,000 a year every year of the first 13 years of my professional career to build a business for my dad to thank my mom and dad for giving me the incredible childhood that they gave me. And so here I am at 34, I built a business very quickly to you know, 50, 60 million dollars in sales. I could have all the things that everybody wants 
It's unbelievable how much I stand up here today not wanting anything that is tangible. It's crazy to me how much I dislike shit like watches and cars and planes and boats and fucking clothes. <laughs> now, now, you know, I'm going through this journey so I'm getting better. I used to just end there and transition. Let me say this, I think people should love what they want. Like you should do you. You like Lambos? Fucking get a Lambo, I don't give a fuck. But I need everybody to understand, some stuff is just black and white basic. Every time you hit a score and you make some money, if you don't invest that back into your business and go buy some shit, it's more likely that you're not gonna be able to compound your business. It's not super complicated. If you run a business where the whole thought of the business is to extract the money so you can get some stuff, you're taking away from the business. The reason so many people haven't built a business that's meaningful is they keep taking the cash out or they lack patience and they're not actually building something. It's amazing to me, how many people here are, are, are or were an active parent, a stay-at-home parent? Raise your hands. Hi. All of you have a ridiculous advantage. You actually watched the difference between putting energy into parenting versus not. Whether you did a good job or not, I don't know, you judge yourself, whether you watched others, but very simply, businesses are like kids. Like if you're not really feeding it and putting the pieces in place and are thinking long term, if you parented your kid as if it would be gone in two years, you would parent differently. And we have to understand that everything that is spewing out of my mouth for the next 40 minutes is about a couple of things. Number one, if you're gonna follow the things I believe in, you have to close your eyes for the next five to 10 years and not give a fuck about anything that happened. You have to basically take a step back and say, okay, Gary wants me to put out a ton of content for free, right? He wants me to be super patient, he wants me to put all the money back into the business, he wants me to spend tons of time and hours figuring shit out that's actually current, which takes away from leisure time. Basically, I want you to eat shit for the next decade. There's no, you know, there's no like, and here's the fucking plan. There's no, here's the fucking plan. Fuck that. I have no interest, because it doesn't work. Like, let me, have you ever heard of the term insanity? Like, do you understand the definition? It's doing the same dumb shit and thinking something else is gonna happen. Aren't people in here tired of doing the same dumb shit over and over in some slight different variation with some fucking charismatic person at the top and not having it fucking work? Aren't you fucking tired? How about eating shit instead? Instead of being tired and having the same old thing, how about, look, all I know is my thing. You know what I have to sell to you today? Dick shit. Nothing. Goose egg. Nothing. Zero. I don't want your fucking money. You know what I want from you? I want you to email me in four years and say, hey bro, I saw you in Salt Lake City back in 2017. I was doing the same dumb shit for 13 years, one year at a time, losing fucking money, only making somebody else rich. You told me to eat shit, I've been eating shit for three years, I've watched all your content online for free, and now miraculously, something good has happened. Go fucking figure. (laughs) 
truth is, feels really good to sit here and not be sold and hear that and clap. Problem is, tomorrow when you have to start eating shit. <laughs> you feel real good right now. You know what sucks? Doing something for 18 hours a day for 24 months and not having much happen that's different than right this moment. But that's the punchline, my friends. Nothing great happens quick and easy. If it was fucking quick and easy and fucking quick and easy, don't you think every fucker would do it? Like, isn't it so basic? Isn't it so simple? Like, if there was really a system, if there was really a fucking system, don't you think it would have been figured out by now? Wouldn't everybody win? This is simple, my friends. The reality is this. You have to give more than you take. You have to. That's, that's what customers like. It's not complicated. So basically, look, that's my religion. Let me go into details. You have to figure out what you're gonna sell. First and foremost, it is stunning to me living life now how many people sell something they don't believe in. They sell it because it makes them money, they sell it because they were taught something, but they actually sell something they don't believe in. Whether it's a process, an ebook for $99, a bottle of wine, a sneaker, I don't care what it is, your time, people sell things they don't believe in, which is why they're not good at selling. It's really hard as a human, unless you're fundamentally broken inside, to sustain the energy needed to build something meaningful if you don't believe in what you're selling. So first and foremost, besides the framework of the energy of the first 15 minutes, besides the fact that this is it, and if you don't become religious about this for the next decade, you will not win, besides those two things, if you're, if, you know, I see some people like taking notes. If you're taking notes, make the third one be like, do I actually sell something I believe in? Because I promise you, if you do, you have a disproportionate amount of chance of succeeding because it will be more interesting to put in those hours. It'll be more interesting. You know how much I love when I get a no? Like, I love unsuccessful sales because I believe in what I sell so much. VaynerMedia, buy Facebook ads and influencers if you're a big brand instead of television and coupons in the mail, right? When, an age, when a client, when Johnson & Johnson's or Unilever's or Budweiser or AT&T or you know, GE or Chase, all my clients, when they say no and they go the other way, I get pumped. You know why? I know I'm right. So I didn't get the money in the short term, but do you know how much fun it is when I see that person in four years and say, I told you so, asshole? <laughs> the, when you start getting to different places in your career, the I told you so, asshole, is way better than the short term cash. First, sell something, something that you believe in. Next, you've gotta understand, and this is where a lot of people struggle, there's a fundamental difference between branding and marketing and sales. This is super important. I see this from entrepreneurs to the biggest companies in the world. I'm fascinated that we don't have more sophisticated conversations of separating branding and, and marketing and sales. For the, how many people here follow me and like my stuff? Great. What you guys are feeling is branding. You're feeling branding. I'm paying out to build a halo effect of what Gary Vee means, it's why you like it, because I'm not selling you. The selling that branding comes is when my book comes out in January this year, you're gonna feel somewhere between guilt, because I gave it all away for free, to just passionate and want to support, somewhere between there, which creates a sale. I know that, but here is the most important thing. This is where everybody fucking breaks down because I see some faces that I know. And this is where people break down on my thing. I give everything away for free. 
I hope it creates brand, and then I have moments of whether my sneaker that's coming out on my birthday in November this year, or a book in January, or something else, I hope and think and expect and would like to think it converts into sales, but here's the single most important thing. If it doesn't convert, I am not crippled. Where people struggle is they give with expectation of return. This is, and listen, you're the only person that clapped and I fucking love you for it because it is the single most important and most difficult thing for, every, for everybody here to go away from short-term $80 eBooks and fucking bullshit this and bullshit that to what I'm doing is you gotta go all brand, you do it for a year, then you go in for the ask, you know, jab, 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 right hook, and it doesn't convert as much and they're crippled because they're like, Karen got so much from me, why didn't she buy 10 books? I hate Karen, that is insanity. <laughs> the expectation for something in return when you give something is the fundamental reason so many people here have not committed to branding. Along with patience, because it takes time to build a brand, I've been giving away free shit for fucking 12 years. You're welcome, bro. And notice how brand works. Notice how many people that you've given one, two, three, four, five thousand dollars to never show up on mainstream media, never show up on covers of real magazines, never show up on TV, never show up with the biggest brands in the world. Pay attention. Pay attention. And start deploying patience. Start deploying long-term thinking. Start eating shit. Start selling something you believe in. My friends, this is basic. It's just hard. You know what else is basic? Working out. It's basic. It's not super complicated. We all know that if we eat healthy and we go to the gym every day, that good things will happen. Yet, a lot of us don't do it, right? That is no different than business. It is very simple. You have to think long term, you have to sell something that you believe in, you have to sell something at a price that is valuable to the market in its competitive set, You have to bring more value, you have to be patient, you have to be on top of where people are, be current, understand culture, you gotta do all these things, you gotta treat your people good, you gotta be everything, and then good things will happen. The problem is, once you waver on anything, you will lose. Like my trainer said to me early on, you can't outwork your mouth. You can be in the gym every day, if you eat like shit, not much is gonna happen. You may believe in what you're selling, but if you wanna buy a boat tomorrow, you're gonna fucking lose. And that's basically how I think about stuff. So that's the religion. Now, let's go into the tactics. Underpriced attention. My dad's liquor store was doing $3.7 million in sales, 10% gross profit. Means we made $370,000 in profit before we paid our employees and our rent and our everything. We didn't have a lot of money. In that business, from 1998 to 2003, I grew it from a three to a $45 million business in that five-year window. I did that with no cash infusion, no raising capital, I didn't know what the fuck a VC was. No cash infusion, I took the money we made and I spent it smartly. What did I do in 1998 to 2003 and what does it mean to you? In 1998 to 2003, it meant that I bought Google AdWords and was building an email newsletter. Two things that nobody knew what the fuck was. 
I had, how many people here have done email marketing in their careers? Raise your hand. Awesome. In 1997, I had a 200,000 person email newsletter for buying wine that had 91% open rates. Because in 1996, seven and eight, nobody was doing email marketing. And people, how many people here had email in 1997? Do you remember how we treated email in 1997? For the youngsters in here, here's what we did. We read every fucking email. It was new, we paid attention. Just like Twitter, Twitter in 2006, when I had 7,000 followers and told my followers to follow my friend Nate, 5,000 of them followed him. I now have you know, millions, what have you, I can't get 500 of them because it's attention arbitrage, you understand? There's always a time to buy beachfront property. Somebody bought up all the beachfront property in Malibu. That was a good trade. Then everybody understood it was a good trade and then you started going back and you were paying 10 times more for 10 streets below. Very basic, the same way that people think about real estate and emerging areas, I think about attention. I think that everything still can work. People are sitting here saying, well, I like direct mail, I like commercials, I like the back of magazines, I like bench stop ads, I like, I like, I like, all cool. I believe that almost everything still works to some degree. I just care how much it costs to work. I'm just curious if you're doing local radio or you're doing print or you're doing Google AdWords, is that better than influencers on Instagram and Facebook ads and Snapchat ads? I'm just curious, I'm just interested. I think that that is the point that matters the most. I bought Google AdWords the day it came out for Wine Library and I was paying five cents a click for every term from wine to Merlot, that was good. Those same words today are three, four, five, six dollars. Now they're appropriately priced. Now, the most important tactical thing of this conversation, you have to tomorrow start running Facebook ads. Facebook is the biggest underpriced arbitrage that I've seen in marketing since 2002, three, and four Google. Now, now, I mean look, you can clap that, fine. Fuck Facebook, I don't give a fuck. It's about the opportunity, watch this. How many people here have run Facebook ads and it has not been successful? Raise your hands. Hi, stand up actually, stand up. Stand up if you've run Facebook ads and it's not been successful. Right, so here's an important thing. Thank you for doing that. I wanted everybody to see that visual, you can sit. Here's why this is important. What's the ROI of a Facebook ad is what we're about to get into, right? Let's take it back before I explain it in detail. What is the ROI of a basketball? What's the ROI of a basketball? For me, zero, right? Actually negative. I have two torn meniscuses because when you get into your late 30s, you start tearing those shit things, you know? So negative for me. The ROI of a basketball for LeBron James is gonna end up being billions of dollars, right? Same thing with a piano, dick shit for me, a fuckload for Elton John and Billy Joel. (laughs) The amount of people that try to do something on Facebook, like the people that just stood, didn't succeed and then decide, fuck that, that's just hype, is what I'm most interested in. You have to understand, Facebook, the biggest reason so many people here have struggled with Facebook, and around the world, not just this audience, everybody, is that people have brought Google and sales DNA into Facebook when it is a branding and sales platform, not just a sales platform. Google's awesome. 
because it's intent-based marketing. You go to Google, you're looking for self-help, wine, sneakers, makes a lot of sense. The customer's already opted into its intent, converts quite well. But why does a just do it commercial? But why is Fila working right now? But why is every woman under 30 drinking LaCroix soda? It has nothing to do with intent-based marketing. It has to do with marketing. The reason I've done so well on Facebook is I try to build brand, so I'm putting out something valuable and not trying to convert, which creates awareness into the top of the funnel, which then creates opportunity long-term to do something about it. Why is Facebook so special? Because it's the only place you can do both things that we all love. You can do three-minute videos that get people excited, and then you can remarket the 11% or 1% that watched all three minutes with a call to action because you've set them up. The amount of people here who only throw right hooks, only go in for the kill out of every fucking thing out of their mouth, and let me tell you if you know anything about fighting, if you know what punch is coming, you duck. And so people are throwing right hooks trying to land and people are ducking because they know what you're about. We have to have a strategy on how to deploy content in a Facebook environment. We have to start looking at companies, uh, actually, it's fun to be in Utah. I think Purple Mattress, how many people are familiar with Purple Mattress? Great. Watch them carefully. They do Goldilocks videos that are funny, ha ha ha, and they do sales. Here's the better price on this mattress than everybody else. Most people in marketing and sales don't have multiple moves. Everybody's in the Mike Tyson business. You've got that one punch. And as you watched with his career, once it gets figured out, it's over. And so I implore everybody here to do the following. First of all, it pisses me off how many people here have opinions on Facebook ads when they've never really run any. The amount of people in this room that actually have an opinion on how Facebook would work when they've never fucking run a single ad is unbelievable to me. There's a massive difference right now in marketing between practitioners and headline readers. And there's a whole lot of people that have opinions in here about influencer marketing, Snapchat ads, and Facebook ads, and have never really become a practitioner. Have never run one at all, or maybe just a little bit once, and have made their global decision. And most importantly, the thing that pisses me off the most, I see a lot of you writing right now, if you outsource this shit to your 24-year-old niece, I'm gonna fucking get you. (laughs) This notion, that because it's social media, you get it. Yes, they get it. It doesn't mean they're good at it. Yes, they get it. It doesn't mean that they don't use it to like take selfies and like date versus selling. This is business. You're running your business. This is 50% of every minute on this device is spent on a social network. The amount of people that hear the word social networks and think it's some little sprinkle, some nuance, some emerging thing over there, When everybody here, guys, there are 70 year old men in this audience who texted a poop emoji last night. (laughs) Things are changing. Like, like, like you either understand this or you don't. Guys, why do you think Toys R Us went out of business? Of course, and they lost to Amazon because they didn't believe in the internet itself in 2000. Why? Because their money was tied into retail So they disrespected the future because their financial know-how and their skill set was in the past. 
I understand that you don't understand this stuff, but the world doesn't give a fuck, Sue. I understand that when you go to a restaurant and you see a couple and both of them are on the phone and you look at them with your partner and you judge them because you think it's sad, I understand that's how you think, except when I see them, I see happiness because I see a couple that 15 years ago just sat across from each other and didn't talk the whole time and now at least they're doing something they want. I understand that you judge these kids on their phone all day, but just to remind you, you watched TV and played fucking Zelda all day, asshole. (laughs) So I understand what's happening. I understand millennials, I, 90% of the people that are 42 years old that I went to school with are fucking lazy and fucking suck shit. (laughs) So this whole millennial, like, we are complaining We are making excuses and we do it every day because it feels a lot better to shit on somebody else than look at yourself and shit on yourself. I, and by the way, this is one man's point of view, I don't look at anybody else, I have no fucking idea what you guys are up to, and I shit on myself every day. I critique everything I do, everything is my fault, period, end of story. I can sit and dwell on all the things, Somebody hits me with a fucking car tomorrow, I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have left the house that early. (laughs) You get into that fucking mindset, I promise you shit changes. You need to fucking suffocate your bullshit. You're at this conference, that means you need to suffocate your bullshit, period. You either need to figure out who's holding you back and their judgment and go to them. I want you to get out of this fucking conference, go to your car, call your mom and say, fuck you. (laughs) If, if, She's the person that is suppressing you because she's miserable and misery loves company. I'm being dead serious with you. I understand it's not a popular thing to say. I understand, but there's only a couple things that I'm seeing in the world today, which is people aren't doing things because they're fearful of other people's judgments, which usually comes from parenting or environment or circumstance, and they're still keeping negative energy around them because they're obligated, and I get it. I have negative people in my life too that I keep around as well, but to let that dictate your only life is fucking ludicrous. And all I know, how many, let me actually, you know what? I'm gonna give you a real weird one. I want every person to do me a huge favor. If you really wanna know what's running through my fucking body, go volunteer at a nursing home for one day. Go volunteer at a nursing home for one day. Number one, it's just a nice thing to do and you'll probably feel pretty awesome about it. Number two, go talk to eight people. Six, four. You're gonna see something that is gonna scare the living shit out of you. It's called regret. Regret scares the shit out of me. Regret is the fuel besides gratitude that drives my life. You will see people and they will tell you things about the things they didn't do and the silliness to why they didn't do it and they're running out of time. You sit in this room and you have time. You have time if you're 70, 80, 90, you have time if you're 15. You have time. But to sit and list all the reasons you can't It's just, here's how I look at it. If anybody that looks like you has ever done it, then you can too. If, you know, if some kid that grew up with two alcoholic parents, right, and grew up in in an orphanage made it, then you can too. It's not necessarily that I don't believe in luck or circumstance, I believe in all of that. I really, I understand that. This is not about that, it's about mindset. 
The second you start having losing mindset, you've already fucking lost. I love when people think shit like the secret is real. It's not fucking real. Here's how it works, friends. If you actually are optimistic and you make a goal and your actions map to it, you miraculously get somewhere close to it. It's not sitting on your couch jerking off and saying, I wish I had a million dollars. The amount of people talking big game in this office, in this office, <laughs> clearly I use that a lot. The amount of people talking big game at this conference right now where their ambitions don't match their actions. You know how many people roll around here and say they're gonna make 100 million a year and then take the whole weekend off and they have nothing going for themselves yet? We need to start auditing. By the way, if you wanna make $4 a year, mazel tov, if that makes you happy. This is not about money. This is about how you want to live your life. This is not about stuff. I don't want stuff either. Like, this is not about money or stuff. This is, are you full of shit or are you not? And to me, when you start getting honest with yourself and you tune out, do you know how quiet my head is? Do you know how quiet my head is? My head is super, it is super quiet in here. You know why? No voices allowed. No voices allowed. Not my wife's, not my kids, not my business partners, not my parents, nobody's. I'm in it for me, in my own mind. The reason I can give so much to everybody else is because I'm good, because I'm in it with myself, period. End of story. And I've been talking about a lot of things and the reason I'm going further down this rabbit hole of tune out everybody else is as I've gotten to know people, I'm like, oh, they're scared because their partner makes fun of them all the time. Like it's just, it's just very basic behavior, right? It's very basic behavior. And so I just don't want that for you anymore. Like has anybody realized, guys, it's 400 trillion to one. The odds of being in this fucking room right now is 400 trillion to one. The fact that your mom and dad had sex at that exact second to create you is fucking insane and we are wasting it away, and I just don't want you to do that. Mainly, because I get a high off of the email that you sent me in six years about this suffocating conversation. Content and distribution. Content and distribution. You have to make stuff, figure out what kind of content producer you are. Are you good at writing? Are you good at talking? Are you good in front of video? Everybody thinks, oh, video's the answer. Video's not the answer if you suck on video. Can you talk, can you write, are you charismatic in front of a camera? All three are tried and true. Video, written word, audio, they play forever. Figure out which one you're good at and go deep into that. Everybody's trying to make you fix all your shortcomings, fuck your shortcomings. Triple down on your strengths. It is your biggest advantage, period. Leave this conference, figure out first what you wanna sell, Actually, before that, figure out what you want your life to be. Do you really want all that money? Do you really want all that? What do you want? Figure that out, then figure out what you want to sell. Your time, your service, a product, I don't care, a festival, but figure out something you believe in that you sell. And then finally, number three, figure out how to let the world know about it at the lowest possible cost. Today, if it's under 30-year-olds, that's Instagram influencers and Snapchat ads. that are $3 CPMs. Everybody writes off Snapchat because Instagram copies all its features. That's exactly when I went all in on Snapchat the last three months and I'm buying awareness at a price I've never seen before if the person's under 30. Be a practitioner. 
I get a lot of accolades, yeah, Gary, I, why do you think I do all this content? So I do it. I built my personal brand, not necessarily for the brand halo effect, to keep me in check to always be on top of shit. I'm in the green room right now, tweeting and texting and consuming and creating content. I'm putting in work, every day, work. And I know the nuances of a filter and a geolocation and the copy of a Facebook post. Like, everybody's talking about this stuff doesn't work. No, no, you don't work. So if you have ambition, if you, if you fucking came to this conference, you clearly want something. So if that's the case, how do you not have 30 hours to go do research on how to do this shit for real? I'll give you a free resource on how to post ads on Facebook, how to find influencers on Instagram, how to do Snapchat better, how to do LinkedIn better. I'm gonna give you a free resource right now. You guys ready? Here it is. G-O-O-G-L-E. You want something? Go fucking get it. It's called search engines. How do I post better on Instagram? Enter. My friends, I'm being serious. I know it's funny, but I'm flabbergasted by people hitting me up. Gary, how do I get a, you know, I, I want to apply for it. I, I saw you met, literally this, email, this snap on the way to this, this. Gary, I saw you're hiring content creators. How do I do that? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You go to VaynerMedia.com, asshole, and you apply. I mean, like, why do we need, you have to self-start. You have to self-start. If you believe like I do, that mobile devices have the consumer's attention and that Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, podcasts have the percentage of time. And by the way, this is not a debate, this is data. They own it. Besides games and utility, it's social networks. You may not like it, you may not like that your teenage girl duck faces 24 hours a day. It doesn't matter because I've got news for you. Your 44-year-old sister's duck facing too. It's 2017. What do you think's coming next? Are you ready for augmented reality? Are you ready for machine learning, for AI, for messengers, for VR? I mean, look, how many people here are retiring within the next 10 years? And I don't mean you're gonna crush it and buy a fucking island. I mean you're old and you're fucking finished. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're retiring in 10 years. Understood. Okay, for the 21 of you, you can take some of this with some level of grain of salt, but for the rest of you, everything I believe in, everything that is converting and creating your business opportunities in today's world did not exist 12 years ago, all of it. Not Facebook, not smartphones, not YouTube, not Snapchat, none of it. What do you think happens next? Can you imagine if I told you 10 years ago that you would prefer your teenage girl to take a drive with a stranger than drive herself? Would you believe that? We are living through massive social norm changes. Remember how weird it was to online date? Not so much anymore. We are living through massive human shifts. This is the biggest culture shift since the printing press. The internet is only roughly 20 years old in being a consumer product for all of us. This is just starting and the level of disrespect or the level of eh, it's kind of something. The unbelievable nature of you not becoming ridiculously educated in this shit blows my mind. 
You cannot have the audacity for ambition in the future world without putting in hundreds of hours of homework to the nuances of how to create communications and distribute them on this device. Your ass out if you don't do it. And I don't want outsourcing to nieces and I don't want fucking bullshit excuses and I don't want to hear that you're not good on camera then fucking write, Rick. I don't care. (laughs) But you need to fucking make a decision today. Are you gonna allow yourself to buy bullshit programs for the rest of your life and come to shit like this? Or are you gonna finally fucking eat shit and do something about it? Are you gonna fucking pretend? Are you gonna make pretend you're a business person because it feels nice? Or are you gonna become a business person? Paying your vig to look the part is a great business for other people. Eating shit for a decade and doing it for yourself is a good one for you. In that eating shit decade, if you actually get smart and stop fucking judging every new thing that comes along, and you know what's so funny to me? What's so funny to me is people that get fancy. Let me end with this, fancy. Fancy fucking excites the shit out of me. The amount of people that aren't where they wanna be and say, well I don't have time for Facebook. I don't have time to learn another app like Snapchat, yet you're not winning. I don't get it, my man. I don't understand. You're not where you're at. You'd rather spend thousands of dollars on dumb shit to somebody teaching you some fucking secret that doesn't exist than you spending the 40 hours to learn the newest thing even if it dies. Let me tell you the story about Social Cam. Social Cam came out six years ago. I spent fucking 50, 60, 100 hours on it figuring it out, right? That's what I did. It worked for about four months and then the whole thing collapsed and nobody gave a fuck about Social Cam. Waste of time or in those learnings on a mobile first video platform did I learn what made me bet on Vine? Number two, I bet on Vine, Vine comes out. Everybody's like, who gives a fuck, six seconds video, stupid. I'm like, not me, I'm gonna learn everything about this. I'm gonna be friends with everybody. What happens with Vine? That was pretty good. I, get a, I start an agency representing a bunch of talent with Jerome Jar. We make a couple of bucks, but I learn, I learn, I learn. What happens with Vine? Dies. But what happens next? Instagram video. And what happens in the last year for me on Instagram video? The last four years of me learning mobile first video dynamics on two things I wasted my time on, even though I had hundreds of millions of dollars, I wasn't too fucking fancy to put in the work at two o'clock in the morning because I'm fucking hungry and I back it the fuck up. Then Instagram comes, then Instagram comes, and then I hit pay dirt. Six years in the making, a whole lot of losing along the way, but learning my craft. Learning my craft. I end with this, my friends, in Utah. Do you actually know what the fuck you're doing? Are you actually putting in the work? Do you really want this that bad? Or do you want to make it look like you want it that bad? I challenge you and I hope to see you soon. Thank you. That. Understand? That's what I'm fucking talking about. Now, for free, it's free. Just put in the work. Thank you. Hey, podcast peeps, I know you're uh, a listener, but are you a watcher? Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. on YouTube, youtube.com slash Gary V-E-E, the daily V, the best business vlog on earth.